This episode of World Changing Ideas is brought to you by Verizon, the network America relies on. This is World Changing Ideas, and I'm Amelia Hempel. This season, we're bringing you stories from changemakers and innovators all around the world working to create a better future. So if you're on the hunt for some solutions to the world's problems, then you've come to the right place. We spend our whole lives living in human bodies. But even in 2023, there's so much that science doesn't understand about how our body works, how it's programmed, how it heals itself or doesn't. Despite all of this technological innovation, Human life expectancy seems to have plateaued. In the US, it's actually gone down for the last two years. But biohackers around the world are making it their mission to optimize the body for the longest, healthiest life possible. If you haven't heard of biohacking, it's kind of an umbrella movement for finding ways to live longer and improve human health. Emma Whalen's a video producer on our team, and she's been on quite the biohacking journey recently. She's working on a new video series for Fast Company called Future Me, and it's coming out in April. Welcome to the show, Emma. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, let's dive in. So why don't you start by telling us what you've been doing for the past year and why? So I have been diving into the world of biohacking to see how that can help me tackle my anxiety. I struggle with fibromyalgia. I was diagnosed 12 years ago. So I really wanted to um, tackle my fatigue, my brain fog. With fibromyalgia, I was reading so much online about all of these different modalities in the world of biohacking that were actually originally created to help people who suffer with fibromyalgia or other chronic illnesses. And they've then been co-opted in this sort of search for longevity and like, you know, the fountain of youth. Because when people talk about biohacking, what drew you to it specifically? For me, it was um, finally getting answers about my own biology, about my own body. I think it's an all too common problem that people have is you go to the doctor because you don't feel well. And the doctor tells you, you're fine. And you're like, no, no, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not fine. Or you ask for certain tests and the doctor says you don't need them. And just this struggle to understand your genetic makeup, your biology, why your body works or doesn't work the way that it does. And then being able to tailor your fitness routine, your health routine, your lifestyle around your specific genetic makeup. And I think that's what really attracted me because I haven't found answers you know, in traditional Western medicine. What's going to be your plan for addressing these issues? Is there a specific area of biohacking that you're going to be focusing on? You really need to be attacking all different aspects of your life at the same time. So you need to be tackling your nutrition. You need to be tackling your mental health. You need to be tackling your lung capacity, breath work. You need to be tackling your environment. So you really have to go from every aspect to get all of the health benefits. Wow. So you're going to be traveling around. You're going to be talking to all kinds of experts and trying out some devices that that might be able to help you. This, This sounds like quite a journey. Where are you going to do all of this? So California is like a huge biohacking hub. So it's everywhere. And it's it's really exciting because there's just there's so much happening in the field of biohacking for personal wellness. And then also like they really are tackling youth kind of as the last 
disease that we need to cure, right? And like, how do we actually stop aging? And that's just bizarre, but very fascinating to learn about. Wow. Good luck with it, Emma. Okay, looking forward to hearing all about this when you get back. Thank you. All right, we'll check back in with Emma in a bit. But for now, I want to take a look at a pretty futuristic idea that could transform healthcare as we know it. Microscopic nanorobots. Smaller than a millimeter in scale that travel through our bloodstream to collect data and target internal threats. Sounds quite sci-fi or a world-changing idea. Ultimately, I would like my robots to be smart enough to find the tumor on their own and not have to track them. And those are ongoing areas of research. How do you put enough intelligence into your micro-robot or your nano-robot so that it is capable of actually determining where the tumor might be and moving in the direction of it? That's Dr. Bradley Nelson. He's a robotics and mechanical engineer at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology. He's in the business of making small, intelligent machines inspired by nature. Think jellyfish, bacteria, or maybe microorganisms. Nelson started off trying to figure out how to make robotic arms more intelligent. Then it occurred to him, why think big when you can think small? And I think over the years, more and more people have have started to realize what the interesting problems are in this domain. And then when I moved to Switzerland uh, 20 years ago now, that's when I really started thinking, not just in robot arms under microscopes, but I started thinking, can I build really interesting, intelligent, small devices, smaller than a millimeter in scale? And for the next 20 years, that's what he set out to do. We started thinking... How can we make them more intelligent? What might we do with those? How can we make them move? And so what we started doing was learning how to to make these machines, put little propellers on them. Do you use some kind of external energy sources? And then we started thinking about applications. If we really could make small intelligent devices, what would they do? What would they be useful for? Turns out a lot. The potential for these nanorobots is huge, especially in the medical field. By loading them up with certain types of drug, Nelson's team could hypothetically guide the nanorobots around the body to target things like tumors or blood clots. I've been absolutely fascinated as I've learned more and more about microorganisms, about things like bacteria, paramecia, and understanding what biologists have been studying for so long and and understanding the interplay between the biology, the physics, the chemistry and trying to figure out why did these organisms evolve these kinds of structures they did. Dr. Nelson said that these tiny robots could also be used to help with environmental issues. Maybe there's a way they could send them out into water bodies to destroy pollutants and degrade toxic chemicals. But I really wanted to know how these nanorobots actually work inside our bodies. Well, so we're, we're inspired by nature in many different ways. We're more inspired by microorganisms like bacteria, flagellated bacteria like E. coli, that have this uh, this rotary motor and a little flagella that is kind of helical shape. It's not as much like a a propeller on a ship as it is like a, uh, a corkscrew going in to open a bottle of wine. And what will they look like in the future? Dr. Nelson said they're still working on different models. They could be like a little pin camera that you swallow and then it passes through your body sending back data. Or perhaps they could be injected into your bloodstream and moved around using magnets and magnetic fields. If you're going to, for instance, uh, dissolve a blood clot that's in your brain, you're going to want a particular enzyme or a particular chemical that can, that can dissolve that. And so we 
learn how to attach these materials to our devices and then release those. These devices will have the magnetics in them to respond to the fields. They'll have the polymers to give them a structure, and then they'll have the payload that could be a drug or, or, or an enzyme to do something in your body. Right now, nanorobots are being created using building blocks that are present in the human body, like iron, proteins, silicon, and even DNA. I think that thrill of trying to find all these different fields, put them together, and do something nobody's been able to show before. Find other people, get excited about it too, and, and start to figure out how can they add to that and how can they move the field forward as well. What I'm hoping is that the devices we're making, these small micro-robots, and we're also working with small micro-catheters and other devices, small endoscopes, that will be able to very easily, with very little discomfort to the patient, go in and treat blood clots in the brain, and maybe arterial sclerosis, and treat people earlier, the way you send your car in to get the oil changed periodically and, and kind of work things up. So who knows, maybe in the next couple of years, we might be able to dive deep into our brains and bodies to catch tumours and other diseases much earlier than we currently do. To develop a new medical treatment or create a new drug, you need data. You've got to conduct studies and present research to show that something works. But as former MIT graduate Alicia Chong-Rodriguez found out, there's a big underlying problem with that. I started taking all of these courses around medical technologies, and I joined this cardiovascular research lab, and I had access to some of the biggest data sets in the world that are used today for clinical decision-making. And realizing that women were not included in clinical trials until 1993, and that even to this day, only one in every four clinical trial participants are female. So most of these databases were missing women's data. The realization was pretty shocking. Especially when you realize that everyone's working on machine learning and, and artificial intelligence algorithms using existing data, and the data is missing women. This is known as the gender health gap, Findings have shown that women experience dramatic inequalities because the healthcare system has been designed mostly by men, for men, using data from men. Women are more often misdiagnosed, conditions that specifically affect them are underfunded or under-researched, and while women may statistically live longer than men, they live a much larger percentage of their lives in ill health. Rodriguez wanted to do something about it. So for us, it was like, wow, there's a huge opportunity because we believe in a future where the new technologies, digital health tools include all of us and not just some people. She decided on a customized digital health tool, something that could collect data and teach us more about the number one cause of death for women, heart disease. And we already have something that women wear every day that helps us accommodate to different body shapes and sizes which is the bra. So we saw it as a great opportunity to integrate to her daily life uh, without changing her habits. And so the smart bra was born. Alicia Chong-Rodriguez and her two female co-founders set up Bloomer Tech, a startup dedicated to transforming women's underwear into a healthcare device. Originally from Latin America, Alicia was named after her grandma, who dedicated her life to women's health. As an obstetrician back in a time when women were rarely allowed to obtain medical degrees, her grandma was a huge inspiration, but died from a heart attack when Rodriguez was only 13 years old. I would see pictures of my grandma surrounded by men, and I was like, oh, this is what Alicia's do, you know. <laughs> 
for me, that was like a huge motivator. And then when I got more exposure to healthcare and, and digital health, and I saw these gaps, it was really shocking to me, the, the lack of, of information that there is about women in the cardiovascular field. And it was until I was older that I started to talk and to learn more about my grandma's story and what happened in her healthcare and how we all in our family should be aware and make good lifestyle decisions. When she was young, Rodriguez wanted to be a doctor herself, but soon realized that data and computer science was where she really excelled, and that changing the way data was collected could help millions of women around the world. It's interesting, in, in our space, in cardiovascular diseases and stroke, heart disease and stroke is the leading cause of death and disability worldwide. And for women, it is often under-recognized, under-diagnosed, or under-treated. And it's mainly because women present symptoms differently. So how can a smart bra detect those types of heart attacks? Well, we've integrated textile sensors, so it looks and feels like any other textile. It has this interesting silver color that makes it differentiate from regular textile. And we have uh, circles around the torso that touch the body and acquire in a non-invasive way physiological data. These sensors we've integrated into any type of bra, and basically we can acquire a lot of data around her torso, so a lot of data from her heart and her lungs. We have different channels. We also have a temperature sensor, and we have an accelerometer for position and movement. As well as a lack of data on women's heart disease, regular medical devices were underperforming on female physiology too. One of the big things uh, when we were looking at existing medical devices and the reasons that doctors would share with us that women weren't using it or when you go into Instagram or social media and you use the hashtag cardiac monitoring, the main complaints was that it was either creating rash on their skins or that their babies would pull it off or that it was really uncomfortable to wear the whole day, right? Like you don't want other people to see that you're wearing this medical device. So what does a smart bra look like? So it looks and feels like any other bra. It can even integrate to the bra style of your preference. So these sensors can accommodate around your torso and just easily connect to any bra style. So you notice it in terms of the little circles around the fabric that are silver. But it's small circles and they're, they're sewn into the bra all around the wings of the bra. And we, we can collect a lot of data from them. Ultimately, it's not just about creating a device that's easy to wear and can monitor the heart's activity. But it's also about creating accurate, diverse data sets that could predict future health issues. Our big goal is to generate digital biomarkers, which unlike traditional biomarkers like blood that will take just a snapshot in time, digital biomarkers work more like a video. So we do expect this to bring into a new era on how we do clinical decision making based on each individual's own thresholds and not the overall population, like by understanding your body and your body changes better. So it will definitely allow more personalized care from the physician to their patient. And this wouldn't be high-tech, digitized healthcare without having an app where you can track your data too. But what about this kind of technology and data gathering being used against you? 
Rodriguez says their database is HIPAA compliant, which means the medical information is protected. As one of the big things that every company in women's health is facing based on the environment right now is how to really ensure that the data that you provide is in the benefit of the wearer. Like the reason we build these companies is to make positive impact in her life. Otherwise, it's not meaningful for us to store the data if it's going to be misused. Overcoming the deep-seated gender inequalities in healthcare will take some time. But Chong Rodriguez says she's hopeful. I think that's why we're looking for solutions where we can accelerate progress in exponential ways and we can have the highest impact and the highest reach of women feeling comfortable of this making a big change in her life. So I, I think there's, there's a, a strong ecosystem being built right now, which is exciting for us to see in women's health. So I'm excited to work and partner with cardiologists and OBGYNs and other doctors so that we can bring the best of technology and bring women's healthcare into the 21st century. But it's a huge milestone that we were able to manufacture this at scale. We have multiple sizes now. It's a very easy user experience for women in any age to wear. So I think that those have been really good milestones, despite the challenge of like, we didn't have role models or examples on how to design our own female physiology, which is crazy. They're not selling directly to customers yet, but you can go to their website and join the list if you want to try one out. This episode of World Changing Ideas is brought to you by Verizon, the network you can rely on for your phone and for your home internet. Find the plan that's right for you at verizon.com. Okay, let's check back in with Emma. How's it all been going? It has been amazing. A bit overwhelming, but absolutely amazing. I actually got back from the biohacking conference, Dave Asprey's biohacking conference out there, and just met like the greatest experts and saw some of like the coolest tech. Two of them in particular, like I've become obsessed with. One of them I have at home. One of them I could never afford to own. Um, so tell me about these new bits of tech. What what were they? So the first one that I was introduced to is this headset called BrainTap. There's an app that works without the headset, and it's like a meditation app. But the headset uses light therapy to kind of accelerate your brain into a deeper state of meditation, which for someone like myself is awesome because I'm terrible at meditating. So at the conference, I met Dr. Porter and Dr. Porter sat me down and had me try on the brain tap and run through a session. You get in this meditative state like so quickly. And it's also got vibrations and, and light happening in the ears along your meridian points, which is based off of like acupuncture. And it also, it guides you through breath work, which is something that I've found to be really important on this journey. So what's happening right now, she's starting out at a, there's different brainwave states that we're gonna train her brain to go into today. It starts off right here at beta. Beta is the brainwave where you're driving your car, having a conversation, maybe interacting with people. And sometimes we get locked in this and it creates a lot of fear, anxiety, and stress. So we need ways to get out of that. So we're matching her brain at that level right now. Once it's matched, it's gonna to start to drive her down into a state called alpha. Alpha is the creative state where we go to, if you're with friends or family and you're having a great time, look down at your clock and go, hey, where did this two hours go? 
That's because in Alpha, there's no time. So it's a timeless place. You can daydream. So what we're doing is we're having her think of positive thoughts, positive actions, visualize how she could de-stress. So she can't go to the beach while she's in the chair, but her body and mind can believe she's walking along the beach or taking a trip to the mountains. We give them the options to do those, whatever she feels is the most comfortable and relaxing place. So if she's having a problem in her life, she might get an insight. She might say, wow, I, what happened there? I had this spontaneous breakthrough that happened at that level. But the real key here is our physiology does affect our psychology. So if we can relax and get the stress out of the body, her brain will start to function at a higher level and she'll just show up in life with more joy, with more acceptance and, and be more present. How new is all of this and what stage is it at in terms of getting to the market? BrainTap is fully available to the market and with the help of grants from certain countries that put more focus on preventative care and mental health care, they've been able to develop this consumer device. Typically, you would go in somewhere to see your brain mapping and results, but even without brain mapping, you will definitely be able to like experience the results. In terms of accessibility, I wish it was more affordable. I think the headset is like $600, which isn't crazy in the realm of biohacking. Like typically anything in the biohacking field, you're looking at, you know, multiple thousands of dollars. But it's so beneficial, especially someone who's struggling with like anxiety or insomnia, especially insomnia. Do you feel like it's a bit of a repackaging of disciplines that have been around for a while, a bit of a meeting of kind of Western and Eastern medical practices? I do. There's a surfer, Laird Hamilton, and I trained with him for a day. And talking to him really put it in perspective with me where it's like, we have to face the reality of the world that we've created, which is we have ruined our air. We have depleted our soil of all nutrients. We've created a world where everyone is trying to manage more stress than the human body is used to. And like our brains just don't have the capacity to be containing all the information that we're feeding. So we have to be hacking, so to speak, to get ourselves back to a place that humans used to be at thousands of years ago. We don't have the time and we don't have the resources to be able to do it on our own right now. So that's when like these types of hacks come into place. I've never been able to meditate. I've never been able to tackle my insomnia. I've tried it with drugs. I've tried, you know, listening to sleep stories and all of this stuff. But for some reason, something between the lights kind of forcing my brain into that parasympathetic state and really just calming me down, I'm able to achieve that state of relaxation that I haven't been able to without this tool. Amazing. And tell me about the second device that you found. Oh my God. <laughs> so the second device that I found is called Balancer Pro. And it is possibly the most amazing. No, it is. It's the most amazing thing that I've ever experienced in my life, just hands down. Wow. I was in there for five minutes and I'm interviewing the owner and founder, Elena, and I just start sobbing. And I started just sobbing. And she was like, are you okay? And I was like, I've never felt pain relief in my knees before. What is it? Describe what it is exactly. Lymphatic drainage is a medical device. It is approved for over-the-counter use. So you can, if you are very lucky and you are wealthy, you can buy them and have them in your home. When I say very wealthy, I mean they're like $37,000. So they're a lot of money. And it stimulates your lymphatic system. And it's going to use AI to sense the pressure of your body, like your weight and everything, and match what your lymphatic pressure would be. 
So your lymphatic drainage system, right, is kind of like your body's filter system. So getting rid of all your toxins and waste products and things. Exactly. And a lot of times, unfortunately, we just, we live in a world where people aren't as active as we used to be. And our bodies just haven't kind of caught up with that. So we don't have a way of filtering that ourselves unless it's through a lot of physical activity. So there's a very specific flow that needs to happen in order for it to drain properly. Otherwise, we're just holding on to all of these toxins and waste products and things, not sweating it out. Yeah, exactly. So this is like this giant, you feel like an astronaut slash marshmallow and you get in this suit and it inflates in 50 different chambers and it just slowly like creeps up your body and it's it's the most euphoric feeling I've ever experienced. Is it kind of like giving you a massage or... That's exactly what it feels like, but it holds in certain places and stimulates certain glands. Like you've got a lot in your hips, right? And then you have a lot in your armpits and you need to stimulate that to get the lymphatic system working. And it pushes everything in one very specific direction and you can instantly feel the results. The Bouncer Pro is a fully automated adaptive lymphatic massage. So First, it detected your body, and now it's going to deliver the precisely, perfectly calibrated massage that your body needs to enhance lymphatic flow and get you to optimal health and wellness. I don't know how to describe this sensation yet. It's a really polite anaconda was swallowing your legs. Yeah, I'm being swallowed alive by, oh my God. So what you're feeling right now is just the beginning. It actually feels really good. But afterwards, you'll feel even lighter, more relaxed, and you're going to be healthier. So it's a really fantastic benefit. I'm from Germany originally, and Germany lymphatic health is, I would say, uh, good health housekeeping. In our country, the health system is built about keeping people healthy to save the greater collective money with less healthcare expense. So we have a lot of statistical data that lymphatic massage, lymphatic drainage, and balanced approach treatments can ultimately prevent illness, keep you healthier, and all of that goes hand in hand with longevity. One thing is, yes, I want to live longer. The other question is, how am I getting there? After the conference, Elena actually, she shipped me one of the suits to use for a month um, to help me on my mold detox. And I put my mother in it. And my mom, she really suffers with like swelling in her face. and She's always very puffy. And she used it the next day. It looked like she had like lost 10 pounds in her face. Like it just... All of her inflammation was down. Is there like a hack to the biohack that you could do, kind of wrapping yourself in cling film, sitting in a sauna or something? That's the thing. Lymphatic stimulation has been around for thousands of years. My favorite parts of biohacking are taking ancient modalities like lymphatic stimulation and then applying science to it to making it work even better. Have they done a lot of studies and data collection on what it's actually doing to the body? It sounds like it's making you feel incredible. Could we get the same benefits from just doing more exercise and drinking more water? Yes. So there are a lot of studies and unfortunately, like majority of them that I've I've looked into are outside of the US. The US doesn't prioritize preventative healthcare. So like in the US, Balancer Pro is marketed to reduce cellulite. And a lot of people use it for that, which that happened for me. That was a lovely side effect of detox. Um, That conversation of preventative health is still happening here, whereas other countries take it more seriously. It all circles back to it was 
created for lymphedema patients. It was created for patients that can't get out of bed, they can't move, or they're taking medication or they're going through chemo, whatever it is that's stopping their lymphatic system from draining. So this was a medical tool that was created to do that for them. Well, I'm so glad you had such a successful time and found some things that really made you feel a lot better. What were your overall takeaways from attending this conference, seeing all the people, all the investment going on there? Did it change how you thought about the whole biohacking industry? Oh, 1000%. I went into biohacking really thinking that it was what crazy rich people do to live forever. At its core, biohacking is about giving you agency over your own body and understanding your own unique needs, and then giving you access to the tools that will benefit you. Because every person is different, and we are treated, for the most part, as one-size-fits-all when it comes to modern medicine and fitness. And that's just not the case. And what advice would you give to someone who is looking to maybe get into biohacking but doesn't want to be spending a lot of money on it or maybe is a bit skeptical? Were there any takeaways? The place that you start is doing tests to find out your metabolic panel, food sensitivities, like nutrient deficiencies, and then gut health. And then once you have that kind of information, then you can kind of pick and choose how you want to go from there. And that's me with water right now. I mean, a lot of people don't have access to good water. So I have, you know, trace minerals that I add to every water that I drink. And then on top of that, I've got a really good water filter to strip out like the chlorine and all of the additives in our water supply. I also got a, a water filter for my shower. I've become such a nerd about water because it is the most important thing that we consume. And it's something that we really, you know, we went from having fresh spring water, you know, to heavily treated water with all these sorts of chemicals and stuff in it that's going through really old pipes. And we are 70% water. So it really, it makes you think about, you know, the energy that you're surrounding yourself with. Just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, well, thank you so much, Emma, for sharing all of this with us. It sounds fascinating. Yes, of course. Okay, that's it for our show today. I'm Amelia Hempel, and we want to hear about the world-changing ideas going on where you are. If you want to take a look at the smart bras, we've got pictures on the Fast Company website. And please follow us on TikTok and on Instagram while you're at it. See you next Wednesday. Our show is produced by Avery Miles, mixing and sound design by Nicholas Torres. Joshua Christensen is our supervising producer editorial oversight from deputy editor Kate Davis and senior VP of entertainment Scott Meebus. <laughs> <laughs>